Welcome back, everyone. We are The Three Podcasts. We are excited to bring you episode 14, recorded on November 21st. Enjoy. So the other morning, a news article popped up on my phone, and I was at a convenient moment to read it. And it was actually from ABC News. So I opened it up and the, the title, the title of it had caught my attention. And it was something to the effects of four teenagers who lost their lives to COVID. The article was the actual interview of the of the parents of what happened. The parents were talking. And as a parent, And reading that anguish that was in that written word, it was actually very difficult to read. Because if any parent, any parent, you think about your own children. And any parent looks forward to those you know, milestone in their children's lives. You know, graduating high school and going off to college and getting married and having children. And it's like all of those wonderful things, like the first job and like watching your child grow and, you know, do what they're supposed to be doing in the world. And You know, these 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 teenagers, well, their parents never got never going to have it have that those things, right? But as I'm reading as I'm reading the stories and as I'm thinking about the conversations we've ha- been having around the house here and conversations with other family members it really it really struck home of the mindset that really the mindset that people have towards protecting themselves from getting ill and protecting their families from getting sick and the other people that they come in contact with and you know why 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 wouldn't you do everything in your power to protect the ones you love right and i'll, I'll i mean i'll come back i'll come we can come back around you know to that idea and you know the other the other idea that popped into my mind too is like I believe that when it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. You know, what what you came to this earth to do is you've done it and you know it's 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 your time. And and I get that, you know, that part of it I get. But when I hear somebody say to me that well if they get 
you know, they get sick. Well, you know, they, they get sick. Or the other one is this idea of, and this is actually, this was actually said to me by a family member. Well, I, I'm not going to worry about wearing a mask or anything like that because I'm praying and God will take care of me. And <laughs> ah, come on, like, what the fuck? And I'm not, I'm, I'm not putting down religious belief here because, you know, that can be very powerful. But it's like that, I don't know if you got, you guys, and I think we've talked about this, that, that parable of, um, I think one of the versions is it's a, a pastor, right? Who he's in a, he's in a, a flood. Okay. And the water's rising and he's praying to God for, to, you know, to save him. Right. Well, this rowboat comes, comes along and the guy in the rowboat's like, you know, get it, you know, pastor, get on in here, you know, I'll take you to safety. And he's like, Oh no, 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 no. God's, God's going to save me. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, the water keeps rising and now uh, a motorboat comes along and says to the pastor, hey, you know, like, come on in, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get you to safety. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm praying God's going to God's going to save me. Well, now that now the pastor's on top of the roof of his house and the water is continuing to rise and a helicopter comes and the guy's yelling, grab the rope. I'll, I'll take you to safety. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm praying to God and God's going to save me. Well, pastor drowns. And shows up at the pearly gates of heaven and you know he's like god why i prayed for you to save me but you didn't save me and, and god's like um i sent you a rowboat i sent you a motorboat and i sent you a helicopter what more did you want me to do i mean just using the logic of god creating everything god gave us masks and gave us the gave us the knowledge to know that masks and hand washing and all those things work. So if we go, if we well, just go by that religious we, idea, right? Like, it okay. Makes sense. So let's extrapolate on that. We were given the ability to think for ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And to gain knowledge and to use that knowledge for the betterment of humanity. Mm hmm. So what? Sci scientists don't fall into this category? It's a very weird thing that I've noticed in the past several years. But it's like there's so much distrust of science. And I don't I I it's really hard to pinpoint where exactly that came from. Because science knows what the fuck they're talking about. The scientists who are actually doing this research know what they're talking about when they say, okay, this is what works for the pandemic or when they're talking about global warming or just anything where scientists have spoken up and been like, Hey, pay attention. Yeah. We're going to be up shit Creek Creek here. And you know, a few like anybody going to pay attention. 
By the way, that's how every disaster movie starts with nobody <laughs> listening to the goddamn scientists. Well, honey, we're living in Just right say it. I mean, we're come living on. a literal disaster movie. <laughs> the day after tomorrow. We have a White House who is ignoring anything that is remotely close to scientific. And and look, I'm I'm very holistically, I mean, holistically minded. Mm-hmm. But science, science is based in in fact and in research. It's like they 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 ob- they observe, and the very fact of if you understand what a virus is and how it replicates, and how it's spread, and they have been frantically figuring this out over the past several months, it is it is airborne. So common sense tells you if you don't breathe in the virus, you're not going to get sick. How can we do that? By wearing a mask and wearing a mask properly and by social distancing and by staying out of large crowds. These are simple common sense ideas and we're seeing people arguing, some of them arguing to their literal literal death because they didn't want to look at the reality of what's happening. So this really comes down to, I don't know, like at some point we have to get to some point of seeing how we can actually stop this pandemic because it's burning through the entire United States. Europe is getting bad again too. I mean, but they're taking the steps. It, it. But there's places that it's not. There are places that it's not. New Zealand. Africa has been able to keep their numbers severely down. And the mm-hmm. only place, the only place that hasn't is where they have a president in power who is acting very much like our president. Yeah. And their numbers are skyrocketing. But majority of Africa have the pandemic under control. There is no reason on the face of this earth that we can't have this pandemic under control. None. I guess the question is, what is it going to take to actually get people's attention? Because I obviously, I don't like, know. we've read, like, we've read there's people who who are laying in the ICU that don't want to contact their families and just die alone because they don't want to actually say that COVID exists. They don't yeah. want to believe that they have COVID. Yeah. But I think, like, I think you're right. Like, we, isn't this isn't the first time we've talked about it that, Trump obviously plays a huge factor in this because he is he was elected because a minority of people believe the same way that he believes how the world functions, which is a couple of expletives that I could use. Yeah, I mean, at at this point, is it say is it really that are we really going to call them a minority more people voted for fucking Trump than voted for Obama in the last election. Like, 
70 million people is a lot of fucking people who think this way. Well. Who agree with it. I mean, yeah, but also consider that Biden won this election. Now, he did not win it by much. And that's the part that, that I look at and go, all right, we, we, we've got a battle on our hands. We do. Well, maybe I'm just an optimist. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a minority in the sense that he's still lost. So it is less than, but it is a fuck ton of people who think that way. Well, I, I All right, so let's 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 think about this a little bit here. I've watched I've actually watched in action in my own own household where, you know, where I live with mm-hmm. a family member going from this idea of because they pray God's going to take care of them to actually getting to the point of realizing that how they were looking at things isn't protecting our family. Now, does this family member still say they, they just, they don't quite understand? Yes. But they're actually taking the steps to wear a mask and to social distance and to stay out of large crowds. And they're taking that seriously. And that's a, that's a step in the right direction. Right. And I mean, but, but we have to talk about the only reason they even got to that place to change their mind. The only reason they got to the place to be able to change their mind and actually start to pay attention and address the reality of COVID was because you're there though. Yeah. Because you actually fought with them for months. So I guess the question is, are we going, we, us, the people who are actually paying attention to this, who are wearing masks, social distancing, you know, participating in this overall landscape of politics and social change, whatever, you know, what are we going to do then? Are we going to allow these people to basically go jump off a cliff? Or are we going to actually put on our big boy pants or girl pants or they pants or whatever? <laughs> whatever pants you like to put on and call them on their shit and actually get in their face and be like, I don't want you to die. And I don't really think you want to die. And I don't really think you want your family to die because the thing is, it's like, cause it, it's not like mom just has this experience of talking to those people. And I'm a hundred percent sure anyone listening to this podcast who have people in their life that, are ignoring all the social distancing rules, all everything the CDC is saying, you know, mo- you know, I'm sure there's people listening to this who have people who are like, COVID doesn't exist. Why wear a mask? But you care about those people, I'm sure. You have to consider that, okay, where are they missing information, mm-hmm. basically? Yeah. Yep. Because I've talked to people who are like, they have no idea how viruses work. Like, there was this one dude who was like, Vi- oh, well, you're so intelligent. Because I made a back up here. I made a comment about 
uh, it would be good for us to have a lockdown when Biden gets into office because that would to basically help control the spread, right? And someone like came on and commented like, oh, well, you're so intelligent. Why would that stop the virus from spreading by itself? Now, the important part of that is at the end of the comment where they said by itself. That's not how viruses work. So they're lacking education. Viruses do not spread by themselves. They spread through hosts. And in this case, it's human to human transmission. Yep. That's just how it works. That's that's fact. It's science. It's it's yes. concrete. It, it, there's reality behind it. There's there's proof behind it. So it's like it's finding out where that lack that lack of knowledge is for someone mm-hmm. and actually giving shit enough to actually have that battle to fight with them. Because it's like it's like they're not even thinking beyond the point of like, OK, what happens if you die? Like even just bringing up that conversation Like, okay, so you want to go off and and get yourself fucking killed, okay, by a virus that you could protect yourself from. All right, well, did you ever consider the people in your life that actually rely on you? You know, like actually asking them those questions and being like, well, what happens when you die? Like all three of us have experienced death in our lives. It's like... But then, but those people who are denying, uh, let's call them COVID deniers, let's just make it easy here. There you go. The that COVID works. deniers. Like, so it's like, have you considered all the, have they actually considered all the connections that they have with their loved ones? Do they help pay the mortgage? Do they put food on the table? You know, do they take the kids to school? Do they help their grandmother get to her bingo game? You know, all the people they work with, all the people who rely on them. Like, it's like, it's like they don't aren't actually thinking of the consequences of losing them because it's like you don't just snuff a life out and nothing happens. That's a ripple effect. One person removed from a chain of people because we're all interconnected in, in whatever ways, like a small town, you put a rumor out there that everyone knows by the next day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're all interconnected. <laughs> yeah. OK, like we all have yeah. our communities, but you take a person away. That person filled uh, that that uh, filled a space. And the denial of that space is really, really sometimes where I see people who are COVID deniers going. Like, they don't even consider that they have value within the spaces that they actually hold. It's like they refuse to look at it or they refuse to acknowledge it. Whatever it is, I don't know. I think it's dependent on the person. Well, it goes beyond, too, just that idea of who relies on you, too. Because really, I think it's it's also who loves you. And it's like that... um, it's like I've seen it passed around a lot. Um, I've seen it passed around a lot in the idea of uh, of suicide. And the question it's asking is, have you thought about what that would do to your parents or what that would do to your best friend or what that would do to your little brother or sister or what that would do to your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever? And it's, I think it also goes beyond who relies on you, but also into who loves you. And if you really stop and think about it, I'm pretty sure every single person, every single person is someone who loves and cares about them. And that's true. You got to consider here, though, of where, like, where 
they're thinking at. And right. Well, how do they see those relationships with other people? Right. right? Where? Okay. So, so think about like, they could, they can look off to the side, they can look in front of them, or they can look off to the other side, right? Okay, so they can look left, right, front, back. Right, okay. Those are directions, right? Okay. So pick one of those directions, and that's the one they're looking in. Highly likely they're feeling sorry for themselves. Okay, so they're, they're, they're grieving or they're feeling sorry for themselves. And, and that particular one is pretty much all-consuming if you get stuck in those thoughts. So can you lay out a little more for people listening when you say feel sorry for yourself? Like how does maybe, I don't know if you want to give a story or if you want to give examples or maybe just like illustrate that a little more. So this this idea of hearing people say, well, if I get sick, I get sick. And, you know, oh, well. Where's that really coming from? Because why, first oh, of all, well. why, right, why would, or here, here's one, woe is me. Okay. Okay. So if you hear somebody saying that, okay, why are they saying that exactly? Like, where are they really feeling sorry for themselves that, Oh well, what, no one's if, gonna love them when they die. Like it's just like no one gives a shit then if they they die then. Like yeah. So and I mean and I I I know this loved one that I've been talking about has some of that going on. Okay. Okay. And so if they're really focused on on themselves and how badly they feel, how can they actually see what's around them? That they can actually see that people do love them, and and I'm I'm talking from some experience here too. I know how I know about this particular way of seeing the world. Yeah, and it actually takes somebody to be able to come in and say, "Hey, no, wait a minute. How you're seeing the world here is." a bit off because we're we're out here looking in and we we actually do give a shit. Yeah. I think the last time I actually spoke to well, my uncle on Facebook which I argue with. I think the <laughs> last time I spoke to him, the last thing I said was I don't want you to die. Mhm. Yeah. Like and I, like and and like I don't even the thing is, like, I, I don't even know him super well, but it's like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, the way in which I think about a lot of my relationships is if you're in my life, you mat- like, you're in my life. So then I care about you. Doesn't matter if you like it or not, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're here. And it, in that case, I have to care. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, like, this is, I care about you. And all of your family doesn't want to lose you either. Yes. To, to literally put, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, we could, we could talk, we could talk for, for a very long time about, about any, you know, any of these parts and pieces. Yeah. But it's almost like a misdirected 
putting your life on the line and dying for something, right? Yeah. Like patriotism idea of, you know, going into battle. And it's like, but what are you really fighting for? Right. Well, it's like I watched the... um the protests of the mega people in Washington. And that actually was my first question. I was like, I don't understand what this march is about. Right. It's, it's misdirected. Right. It is because I do actually think that COVID deniers and Trump supporters, I actually think they do want purpose. I think at the end of the day, it might come down to wanting to feel like you're part of something like you want to feel a part of something because I, I think that like the more and more I think through this, it's like, if you think back at least I, so I'm like 30. Um, so if I think back like 10 years ago when I was like in my 20, wow, that hit me. All <laughs> yeah, once. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so even, I'm not even like... going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember like when I was in college, like 10 years ago, I have to consider the way in which I treated people who are now Trump supporters or the way in which I talk to those people or the way in which a lot of my liberal friends talk to those people. And I do actually think we need to consider the way in which we are addressed. We addressed one another. It's like we we really told those people that their voices and what they're saying 100 percent didn't matter. And that their struggles were invalidated because we know better. Like, it was really like we put ourselves on a pedestal as quote unquote woke white liberals. (laughs) And it was, it's like stuff I actually like really have to think through. I see a lot of white people, especially with like, you see racist shit online or they see like, you know, this whole COVID thing or the whole Trump thing. But all they do it's like they don't actually want to address what's going on for that person. They're just like, oh, well, they're pieces of shit. No yeah. one's a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's. I don't. That's, subscri- mm-hmm. I really. I don't subscribe to that because my first question is always why someone's doing something. I don't necessarily am focused on that they're doing it. It's like, like right. my question is why are they doing it? Yeah. And it's like if we really want to get out of this pandemic, I think we really have to readjust the way in which we see those people yeah that's an excellent that's an that it's an excellent point um is actually understanding why someone is refusing you know to follow you know follow the we'll just call them the cdc guidelines and so that they're protected and people around them are protected why is it they don't they don't see where I don't know where they don't see where they have value and that shit runs really deep. Is it they're looking for um, like like you said, they're looking for that purpose for that something to fight something for. to fight for. Like, I don't know. I think it could be a you know, it's probably a couple different things for sure. But I think it's like if we really want to get through this. Like the fact is Trump's done what he's done. We can't we cannot change what he did. You know, he 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 basically just utilized a base that was there and they utilized what was already already if had a foundation and hold within America. Right? Yep. 
So the question is, what are then we, the people, what are we going, if, if we are the ones who actually vote people in and actually have power in our government, actually have power within the spaces we hold, how, 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 how do we want to resolve this pandemic? Because the only thing we can to do is control what we do think and say. That's it. Right. We can't control others. We can't make people do shit. Well, no, but you can take away the excuses and you can actually find out why they see the world the way they see it. And I can tell you for fact, if you can, if you can begin to look at things from that perspective and talk to the people in your life from there, you have, you definitely have a chance to get someplace. So like standing, like, so being able to actually stand. Oh, like, yeah. Like outside. Yeah. Like that outside of that. Right. So instead of being offended. Right. Instead of being offended, go, okay, what's going on here? And actually and, and find out. And, you know, there's lots of ways to do that. And the other part to this, if you're afraid of hurting their feelings, you ain't ever gonna, you, you, look, you can't be afraid of hurting somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, you, if you're gonna actually get them to see things from, I don't know, from a broader perspective, or to help, you know, help them give them another way to see, to see what's going on in the world, you can't be afraid of hurting their feelings. I think the other part of this, too, is there are people who this is going to be the hill that they die on. Absolutely. Literally. It already happened. It's already Absolutely. happening. It's, it's, already, it's already happening. And the thing, But the thing is, is that you can't make them come off that hill. If they want to be on that hill, then, I mean, the best you can do is love them, talk to them, try to help them through it. But if they want to stay on that hill, then, they're going to stay know, on the hill. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. They're going to stay on the hill. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, well, Brian Sims, he did a tweet. The last thing he said in it was about Thanksgiving. He said, please do everything you can to stop yourself and your loved ones from being among the thousands who've already died from COVID. Like, it's kind of that thought of, like, why wouldn't you do absolutely everything to save the people you care about? If you want something to actually fight for like that's that. something to fight for. Yep. The people who are in your life that you actually value and care about. And this goes for anyone, not just, you know, COVID deniers or, you know, people who are, you know, voted for Biden. I mean, this is like everyone, everyone. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do everything? And I'm sure people listening to this have been in circumstances where they had to save someone's life. Because I know that We've had experiences, be that a family member or a pet who is sick, that we've done everything we possibly could. Mm-hmm. If we want to go the religious route, like God gave us those tools to do that. It's right. Like we, we have all these things at, at our disposal. Why not use absolutely everything we can we have to make sure that we're all safe and all get through this? Yep. And... Yeah, and to like go off on that just a little bit more, um, you know, I think we've mentioned this mentioned this before. Is you know, our aunt passed away from COVID, 
and the doctors did everything they possibly could, but one, because of the comorbidities that she already had, her lungs were so badly damaged. Um, They got her to the hospital too late to, to try any of the other treatments that just had to have been done sooner. There was literally nothing more that could be done. And to do any other life-saving measures would have just prolonged the inevitable. And when, you know, when we exhausted everything that was possible, we had to actually make that decision to stop the treat, stop treatment. And she had no choice about getting COVID. She was in a nursing home and it literally burned through that nursing home. But at least in how I thought about this was like letting her at least die on her own terms. And because like her son wanted to continue treatment and the doctor kept saying, it's like, look, it's like, it's not going to help. There's nothing that can, you know, there's nothing more we can do. We can do it, but it's just going to put her in pain, more pain than she was already in. And she was going to die. But it was like either she was going to die painfully or she could die peacefully. And those are not easy decisions to make. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who've had to do that. But with something that is preventable and there are measures that we can take to prevent getting sick. I believe we got to do everything in our power to talk to people in our lives and do everything that we possibly can. And those are the thoughts we're going to leave you with for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please take a few minutes to go to iTunes to rate and review us. This really helps our podcast visibility and it helps us to grow as well. Also, besides the fact that we do love to hear from you guys. As far as seeing more of our content, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The3Podcasts, as well as on our website, The3Podcasts.com, where you can find blogs, resources, and episode transcripts. Until next time, The Three Podcasts, out.